Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here and checking out the series. Uh, please do hit the subscribe button. You know how it works. If you like what you see, what you hear, uh, hit that subscribe button. We put out three new interviews every single week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists. Discover some new ones. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcast from. I'm Kyle Merritt. Today, my guest, Dermot Kennedy. We're going to be talking about his upcoming sophomore album and the success that's led up to it. In fact, the uh, Irish singer-songwriter will tell us about recently busking in Washington Square up in New York, uh, raising over $300,000 for charities over the holidays, and being an authentically humble artist. Uh, Kennedy's also going to revisit his Metallica cover that ended up on the uh, the Black uh, box set that just came out. He did Nothing Else Matters. Uh, what it was like to have the song Paradise become so big during a time when he was so disconnected from the world and the background behind his latest chart topper called Better Days. So let's get into it. It's Kyle Meredith with Dermot Kennedy. How's it going? How are you? Well, there's, you've been floating in my orbit for a little while. First off, I got to say that... Um, I've seen some concerts since, but uh, you were when when people say what was the last concert you saw before the pandemic, that was it. You here in Louisville, Kentucky. You were playing at Paris Town, and I was the uh, MC from the station. And right. uh, yeah, so I, I've been tied to your music ever since then. You've sort of been nice my conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an interesting show. I'd love to go back and kind of just put my stamp on it again because we were that was in the middle of a very long tour, and I can't remember what show we did before. It feels like we kind of fell into Louisville almost, and it, I would love to just get a proper crack at it, yeah. Well, I will say, uh, and, and we're going to talk about this gear a little bit later on too, but uh, you will be back here uh, August 12th at the uh, at the Yum Center, so much bigger room this time around. True enough, yeah. And I mean, to be honest, I'm just excited to be on that tour to figure out how to play in rooms like that. I know it sounds different. I know it feels different. Everything is just like new, so I just want to learn how that feels, yeah. Well, I know you've been doing quite a bit. Um, you're in New York. Uh, last, mm-hmm. when I saw on, uh, on on Twitter, I think you posted, 
uh, here for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And you ended up in a bar last night and, and suddenly you're playing music. Like, do these things happen to you a lot? Because it sort of feels like maybe you get in these situations. Yeah, you're probably right. And I would always answer that I'm not that type of person, that situations like that don't find me. But um, I don't know. I couldn't turn it down. Basically, we were in a bar and there was a guy playing the Ellen pipes and there was a fiddle player and a guitar player. And uh, it was really nice. And to be honest, like nowadays, I love so much being in situations where I get to just listen to people play and not be the person playing music. And uh, But then the guy playing the Ellen pipes came over to me and just really kind of politely said like if you feel like doing a song we're here and whatever you want to do and um and so the guitarist loaned me his guitar which was right-handed and I'm left-handed so I played it upside down and there's like that instantly narrows my set list down a lot and so I had to but I played an old Irish song and yeah I don't know I do find myself in situations like that a lot to be honest like that's the really enjoyable stuff for me you know like it's funny you kind of I'm lucky enough to go on these big tours and and have these big releases and all this sort of stuff that goes with having a career. But like, I don't know, it, it, it is and not in a corny way. It's just that stuff that brings you back to being yourself, you know. Well, you've done a good job of that. I mean, even even making big situations very small. And I'll point out the other one uh, where you were in Washington Square Park in December and uh, and, and raising money. But um I'll lightly call it busking because I'm sure it's not quite like the busking that you used to do at the, uh, before your <laughs> no. career really started. Yeah, no, I said that. And then, um, it really wasn't, but it was funny because I actually, I had a speaker and a microphone that day, like that I hired. And then it was like, cause obviously there's nowhere you can plug a speaker in in Washington square park without a bunch of generators and stuff. And so we needed a battery charged one. But then the rental company gave it to us with a dead battery. And so we went to play and it just wouldn't turn on. And thankfully, I'm very loud when I sing. So that saved me. But like, that was nothing like we planned it. But then also that kind of made it cooler. I don't know if the word was passed along to you, but I was there. No way. By complete coincidence, by the way. Really? Like I, I, was, I was in New York with my son and we were just, we were just, you know, going here and there. And we ended up uh, in Washington Square and... And we'd been hanging out for a while and kept noticing that there was a group of people just standing as a group of people. And we walked right. over and we stood there for about five minutes trying to figure out what was happening. And finally, I asked someone if they knew. And the guy was like, I don't know why we're standing here. Like he was just standing there because it was a crowd, too. And and yeah. unfortunately, my son had to use the restroom. So we left. And I'm pretty sure probably like two or three minutes later, you showed up. So right. I was in your crowd. I I just didn't see you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or hear me probably. But um. I don't know. It felt like a really cool thing to do. And it felt like the type of thing that I might just make a habit of doing every year, you know? So like I said, stuff like that's important when you can actually, when you're not in an arena with 20,000 people and you can't see anybody's face, you know, it's, I, I think you have to work hard to not become disconnected, I guess. And I know you've probably talked about this quite a lot because of, because of where you came from in, in your roots, but, but busking was a part of your life. I mean, th- this was out there and that's, you know, for the artists that I've talked to have done it, like that can be such a very humbling experience. But but it, do you find that that's where you figured out how to be a performer? Yeah, totally. And then I, I learned how to sort of use my voice as a as a tool that would get people's attention, because that's what I was trying to do all day. And I, and I learned about. I learned about even choices of songs that would make sure you got a crowd. I learned about how much that kind of 
bothered me as a purist, you know, because in my head, I was like, well, I should be able to play anything. And if it's good, people will stop. But that's just not the case, you know. And, and there's certain songs people recognize and that will make them stop. All that sort of stuff. And, and to this day, that's an ongoing thing. You know, as an artist, you sort of, you hold on to these values of like, well, if it's good, then nothing else matters. Or, or you can sort of like go down the road of like, well, this is probably a good idea. And it's just this creative sort of fight you have with yourself the whole time and so busking sort of introduced me to that and and but it did it showed me how to play to people but honestly like I wasn't any good playing to people then and I wouldn't say I was any good playing to people afterwards either like in terms of interacting with people and like putting on a show it's never been me you know I just I like to play the songs and I hope it's good enough that people are affected in some way I'm never some people you know the way some people are just born entertainers this is not me you know like I know I can sing I know I can write good songs and, and I just hold on to that. I would, uh, I would argue that those moments have definitely connected. I mean, uh, just looking nice at, one. you know, the music, geez, you put out the record two years ago. I think you said it's still on the charts, you know, it's. So I believe uh, in Ireland. Yeah. 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 It's second Olivia Rodrigo did me in. Yeah. <laughs> she did a lot of artists in to be fair. So. <laughs> no. Yeah. Fair play to her. Well, that's the cool thing about her thing. It's global. You know what I mean? Well, and, and the other thing I want to quickly point out about that, you know, whereas in the early days, you might have been looking for a change for yourself in the streets. This time you were raising money. And I think along with uh, some shows you did in Ireland, uh, what I see, $300,000 you raised for various charities. Yeah, yeah. So I believe. Um, and it is just, it's the best feeling, you know, I think, I think, again, like I said, it's just when you end up having a career in music, and it's something you can do and and you and your sort of dreams come true in that way you do find yourself kind of like desperately searching for moments to sort of add meaning to what you're doing and, and to sort of make the dream take shape the way you saw it when you were a kid and and it's just i don't know that stuff takes me closer to it so when we play shows in ireland and i i'm lucky enough to have a platform there and then we can raise money and actually albeit small like we make a difference in my hometown like that counts for a lot you know and uh i don't know i think that's what having a platform is kind of for and and i don't know i just i'm constantly aware of how lucky i am in every single way you know to even just like to con like to get to play music for a job first and foremost but just to even have a roof over my head at all times stuff like that so it's just you want to just take part help it's interesting because some artists might do this and it would feel performative you know, like mm. they were, let me say, I don't get that from you. And it's interesting because you seem like a really humble guy. And, and even the songs you write, like your latest single, uh, Better Days, which is such a powerful song. It has these messages in it too, which again, under, you know, the wrong artist would not feel real. And I think that's one of the most impressive things about you is just how real that you feel. Do you ever get people like questioning you being a humble or, or, or you know, just that kind of, uh, of singer, like believing you? If people think you're like just doing it to do it, like for what's the word, just like, yeah, like you said, performative. Um, I don't know. I can't stop and think about it. You know, I think I, I have to. A, I can't worry too much about what people think. B, I can't. I, I just I have to trust that whatever is in my voice. Uh, when you're in the studio, you know if it's truth if it's truthful or not. You just know. Um, it's very obvious to me as an artist, and with that one. That song was interesting because that song felt like it was walking the line a little bit, you know, especially through COVID. I was like, oh, God, is this going to be me having a really 
sort of blatant attempt at like having a COVID anthem, which I didn't want to do. And then, so for me, the song was just better times as a whole. It wasn't just COVID. It was just for anyone who needed a message of hope. And then, but to be honest, it's like I'm playing this song at shows now where people have just like, it's their first show back after the pandemic. It's all these people hoping that things will improve and trusting that things will improve. And that song does sort of take on that meaning. And I, I it feels good. I can't deny it. You know what I mean? So if if I were to just sort of self-criticize to the point that I think it's corny, I, I would just be getting in the way of a beautiful moment, I think. Luckily, it doesn't come across that way at all. And, and not just the words, but I mean, it's got such a cool feeling. Like I was thinking those, the, like the background vocalists almost feel like an instrument, what they're doing. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, when I started out, it was all just acoustic guitar, lyrics, piano. I saw myself playing shows. The dream was to play shows in theaters where it was all seated and it was just me on stage by myself. And now it's like seven of us on stage. <clears throat> it's this thing that's grown. And, and I've always taken so much inspiration from hip hop and sampling and all that sort of stuff. And so, I don't know, to like to have the background vocals like that, it just, it feels exciting and it takes me out of my comfort zone. It takes me, takes me somewhere different. And, and I don't know, it, to be honest, as an artist going through the motions and like in the studio all the time, things that make me a tiny bit uncomfortable feel like a positive thing. You and Adele both. She's got her background dancers now too. So you're on the right track. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I also want to pull out another track that uh, you put out last year, but that was a cover. You did uh, Metallica and, and Nothing oh, yeah. Else Matters. Uh, how did you end up uh, in, in that comp that massive compilation that they put out? Well, I was just asked, and and that song felt like a a given for me. You know, it just felt like the one that would fit. And then it was interesting because I did the vocal by myself in LA, and I always find it like not that I need to have my hand held through these processes, but I often like I like to really push on my vocals and have somebody who I know and trust on the other end being like, all right, like it's not going to get better from here on out. But I was just with an engineer I hadn't met before. And so I did it a few times and we were both just kind of like, I think that was good. Like, I think that one is decent. And then he didn't know me. And so he didn't know my standards. I didn't know his standards. And so we were both just kind of like, all right, cool. <laughs> and, uh, so I sang it a few times and then I was gone. Um, but it was lovely to be honest. It's just, it's a great song. And Again, anything like that is a bit surreal, and it's just it, it, I'm very flattered to be asked. Well, I, I know that band is everywhere, and if you're a fan of music, you, you know who Metallica is. But at the same time, like, were they were they one of your coming of age bands in any way? Probably not. I would be lying to you if I said yeah. Like, it, it, it would be really dishonest of me if I was like, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, like you said, it's just they're globally appreciated, and you know they're a very important part of music and music history but uh no i wouldn't say it was something that shaped me so you want to be a rock and roll star no well how about a podcast star well as it turns out there's a new all-in-one platform just for you it's called anchor and it's the easiest way to make a podcast and check this out it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. 
Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Well, it it has been interesting because, again, that that box set in itself, there's so many artists that I would think if you were – if you were a very big Metallica fan or if you were mostly, you know, stayed in one lane, which who does these days, but uh, you know, and the, like there's so many opportunities to find artists that you wouldn't consider, you know, that's true. I think that was one of the favorite parts about that. True for sure. And I think for me, if I was lucky enough to have a career like that, and then I was also in a position where someone would do an album of covers, I would definitely want it to be eclectic and people who had nothing to do with me growing up, you know, I think, Certainly my influences are so eclectic and strange and, and um, varied that I would like it to go that way too if it was the other way around. Well, it's just, you know, one more stop on, on your, your release schedule there. And, and of course, I'd, you know, a little bit further back, but Paradise, I mean, I think that came out in yeah. 2020, but my God, that has blown up since then. Having something, a song like that become as big as it has during a time as we've had in the past two years, are are you able to feel that you know that that whatever that success that energy is in these moments no 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 and i'm not saying i'm not saying that i wouldn't say that was a symptom of the pandemic i'd say that was just that's the way i feel i find it really hard i i i anytime i release a song i'm always just it feels like it's 2018 like it really does like i don't feel the growth at all um which is a good thing i mean it keeps me level-headed it keeps me just trying to like do my best work but um sometimes I wish I could yeah like that song I don't know I think it it has like I think it's nearing like half a billion streams on Spotify stuff like that and and it just kind of came out of nowhere for me and so but yeah I was just sitting at home the whole time that's great (laughs) but uh, yeah like I can't it's a beautiful thing but uh yeah and it's it's funny because I couldn't tell you that like when I'm on the road and touring that I do feel the growth of these songs because that's even weirder almost, you know, like when you're just going from town to town and you know you've got a song out there and hopefully it's doing good things. But um, I, I do, I find it strange and hard to like sort of notice the growth of my career and uh, and just be aware of it. But I, I think it's a good thing because to be honest, if I was too aware of it, I think it would affect how I make music maybe. Well, that's, it, it, that's funny then the way you said that because at the same time, you know, you're trying to maybe bring that down a level down and then you've got you know some of the biggest pop stars in the world name checking you i mean i saw dua lipa i saw taylor swift like like they're calling you out like how how does that fit in how do those conversations go it fits in and and it's cool but like like i said a second ago to be honest like you're always just trying to hold on to that feeling you had when you first started writing songs i don't know 16 17 years old like that feeling where it's so true and you haven't even been approached by anybody in the music industry. You don't even know what that feels like. And so all you do is make music because you love it and because it feels good. You're just constantly trying to get back to that place. And it's hard because even the second album that I'm working on now, <clears throat> there's all these thoughts of like, this might be a good idea. Like, what's a good idea for a certain amount of tracks and a track list? It's like, who cares? Like, what songs need to be on there? What song feels good? What song just needs to exist? It, you're just constantly trying to... Um, stay in that headspace and it's not easy but um you're trying to like straddle the two worlds it's a bit mad well speaking of that that second record that new record i mean what can you tell us about that because uh, is better days uh sort of a lead-in to what we can expect i don't know i think that was a real when we were like working on better days that was really that was one of the things on our mind it's like is this 
something where you want this to be sort of like, all right, guys, here's the direction, here's the template. And I don't think so. I think that song was like a standalone thing. I think, um, I think for me, what's so important is what first worked for me was connecting with people with a vocal and lyrics. And so what can be crucial for me is taking stuff away and, and really stripping stuff back to the point that it's only things that are completely essential need to be on there. So for me, it's almost, it's not as if I'm going into the studio every day being like, get a brass section in, get strings in, get all this stuff in to build it and build it and hit that perfect mix. It's like, no, it's about, sort of stripping it back until you find the essence of who you are because like we said a while ago you can just tell when something's real or not and and for me with the second album it's just about making sure everything is real and I have an album that was made through a pandemic and made through a lot of touring and, and, and in kind of weird circumstances it's just about trying to hold on to that feeling so for me I wouldn't say better days is like a, 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 a lead-in in terms of sound or anything I think I'm trying to do something new it's interesting. Well, I'd, I'd love to know yeah. what that is, especially like, you know, for a lot of artists, I wouldn't say you count on it, but one of the benefits of touring is the added experiences that you can draw from. And without having that, like, what are you, did, have you felt what you're lyrically being able to draw from on, on this record? I think so. Like, like similarly to even musically, the arrangements and stuff, it's been about, even when you're on tours and, and, experiencing some degree of success it's about taking that away and to make your best music trying to remember who you truly are because that's where the songs for the first album come from you know it's it's about constantly trying to get back to your true character and or to stay there at least and so yeah it's funny i i find it funny sometimes when artists talk about second album and they're like well all i've done is been on a tour bus and been in hotel rooms and it's like yeah cool but like you've been on a tour bus because you've been on tour, like playing shows and experiencing people, seeing people's emotions, experiencing all these different parts of the world. And so I find it is very rich in terms of how it fulfills the creative side of you as well. But um, so, yeah, just trying to draw on that. And there's plenty of experiences for me to draw on, but it's about discipline at this point for me too. You know, it's about like constantly writing, constantly thinking, constantly um, sort of, say even being in New York at the moment like living in such a way that I can be inspired by it instead of just sort of like having my head on my phone like being on social media all day like stuff like that I think it's very important what I put in here so that good stuff comes out you'll eventually be able to take that on the road as we've talked about you're going uh with yeah. Sean Mendez uh this summer which uh guessing you guys I mean is there if you were you worked with them is there a friendship there for sure yeah um we were in the studio in I think it's like uh, October maybe. And um, we actually wrote a song together. And I think it's very good. And um, yeah, we, we share uh, a friend in Scott Harris who we've both written a lot of our songs with. And, um, and yeah, he's just a great guy. He's just extremely, extremely kind and, and talented. And like all the stuff I'm talking about, about like the handle, how to handle yourself and deal with everything. Like, I don't know how he, I think he's 23 years old, Sean Mendes. And so, whatever way he sort of conducts himself is very it's super admirable and um yeah so i'm just looking to like i'm looking forward to going on tour with a friend and somebody you know it's not just this thing where it's like oh, hopefully this goes well you know you just know he's a good guy and then 
you can kind of trust that his crew and team reflect that same way mine does. And I think it'll just be a good thing. Well, it, I mean, it sounds like a lot's going on. You've got a new record on the way, which this year is what we're looking at maybe. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, it's close. Like it, it, it's close for sure. I just, I'm desperate to be in the studio and just, cause I don't know. And I think any artist would tell you this, like I could have released an, an album two years ago or three years ago, instantly after the first one, but you just want it to mean something. You want it to be worthwhile. You want it to be something that actually adds to the world instead of just ticking a box. So, yeah. yeah that ain't bad. That That's admirable yeah. right there. Yeah. That's fun. So, and, and is, and is that the, is that the year album tour? I mean, uh, am I missing anything here? Probably. I mean, that's my life, isn't it? Just releasing music and going on tour. Um, so, yeah, no, I've got plenty to be doing, but um, yeah, I just want to, I just want to get on with it. I'm, I'm definitely restless. I want to play some shows. I want to release some music, definitely. No, I will say though, being in New York, uh, not being in Europe, anything, the, um, you know, the, the soccer, the football, it's, it's very different over here. So I don't know if you're going to be missing that yeah. at all, but you know, we get Ted Lasso. That's about the be- best I can give you. I know. Yeah. I need to watch that. I've heard good things, but I, I I miss that every day. That was a huge part of like my mental happiness, just having that release all the time. Um, and I having that alongside music was very important to me. But uh, yeah, I'll get it back somehow. It's uh, you're in the land of uh, mostly just Yankees, Mets. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try the other ones out. Well, dude, <laughs> yeah, uh, congratulations on all the success. And again, uh, especially with Thank the latest you. single, "Better Days," it's such a powerful song. Cannot wait to hear what you got coming up. So, yeah. Nice one. Thanks so much. All right, man. Take care and uh, and thanks for doing this. Yeah. All the best. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye. My thanks to Dermot Kennedy. Again, the latest single is called Better Days. Big thanks to you as well, again, for checking out the episode and the series. Uh, Hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. New episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at all the usual spots. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with... Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, uh, mostly on Twitter, but also Facebook and Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey there, it's Kyle Meredith from Kyle Meredith With. After you check out the latest episode of my show, uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.